So welcome everyone today to Psalms Through the Eyes of the Living Letters. And today we're going to be going over Psalms 119 as we've been in for the last quite quite a few weeks now. Or, um, and we're going to be going over the living letter Nun. See, Psalm 105, 119, excuse me, verses 105 to 112 are the eight facets of the living letter Nun. Just as a reminder for those of you that have are just now joining us either on the on YouTube or here in the class today, that uh, that Psalm 119 is a, a psalm that covers all 22 of the Hebrew living letters. And there are eight verses for each one of those 22 Hebrew living letters. Now, I love that because it's known as the eight facets. In Hebrew, that's exactly what they call it, the eight facets of each one of those letters. And of course, those of you that have been with us for a while have heard me talk extensively about the diamond of Yahweh. <laughs> and the truth is, is that I'm not so sure if I've ever taught a class if I didn't mention the diamond of Yahweh at least once, <laughs> because it's it's just such a huge part of the revelation that the Father has given us. And uh, for those of you that are new, uh, dig into some of that. We'll talk about it a little bit, but but dig into some of the older uh, videos, and you're going to find where I talk a little bit more in depth about the the diamond of Yahweh and and the reflection of who we are in Him and who He is in us. Now, this particular psalm starts off with a, a scripture that we all know well. Those of us that have been been around in in, uh, in churches, and even even for those folks that are that are just joining us, and and you've not been in church very long, this is a scripture that that is one that has has been used for many many years, and we know it well. Because it's it's one that that uh, that we always speak about when we speak about the word of God. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now that's in the King James version. I'm not going to speak about it directly from the King James. We're going to use the Tehillim. Now the Tehillim is the is the uh, Hebrew Psalms. It's a separate book, say from the rest of the scriptures, like what we uh, what we normally have. And uh, I love this because the one that I use is the Tehillim Art Scroll Series Edition, and it's what they call an interlinear ed edition. So that means it's got the Hebrew above and then the English directly below. And this is the book I'm talking about right here. Uh, it's called the Art Scroll Series, uh, the Schottenstein Edition Art Scroll Series Tehillim Book of the Psalms with interlinear translations. Great. Great book. I love it because you get to see the Hebrew word right above and the literal translation. Probably the hardest thing about getting used to it, though, is just because Hebrew is written right to left, the English is also read right to left. And, and it's funny because right up underneath the word will give you the English translation. Then you, you kind of have to go backwards a little bit. It takes a little bit of getting used to, but it's great. Or you can use the, the app version. There's an app version. It's called... Uh, the Art Scroll Digital Library, and in that you get the Tahalim for free, and it's a it's a it's a great and that's what I'm going to be using in class here today is the Art Scroll series app version, uh, and this this gives it to you side by side. So you're going to have English on the left and then the Hebrew on the right, and actually, the truth is, is you can you can modify that you can flip it around if you'd like. So uh, it's easier for you, but the, the app gives you a little bit more freedom with, with being able to see. It's worded a little bit different than the book is because it's uh, rewritten in a way where it flows a little bit more in the English. But today, I know you guys over the last couple, the reason I'm saying this is because the last couple of weeks, remember I've been spending a lot more time speaking it out of the, out of the book, but today I'm going to switch back to the app. And we're going to talk about it from a little bit more from the app perspective. But I'm really excited about what the Lord has begun to show me with regards to this, because this scripture, this this first verse here, Psalm uh, Psalm 119 verse 105, is is one that I have heard for so many years that it's kind of ingrained as to, as to the way that I believe it, because. I've always seen this perspective of your word, Father, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And, and so it's, it's like, okay, well, that makes sense. You know, I've got a lamp and that lamp will give light and it gives me light for me to be able to know how to walk. 
And I, I mean, I love that. I love that interpretation uh, right there because it, it it has been it has been one of those things where I've reminded myself of that. Father, your word. If I'm if I'm going through a difficult time, or like a, a good buddy of mine, I had I had a good friend of mine reach out to me this morning, and and was uh, was talking about that that through a teaching that he had heard. Uh, not too terribly long ago, he realized that he was walking through a period in his life of what he called the dark night of the soul. In other words, it was that 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 period of time that that many of us go through, and sometimes we go through at different times. But I know for me, probably uh, six, seven, eight years ago, I went through a very, very difficult time like that. One where I was I was really wondering if if I was ever going to really be doing what the Lord had called me to do because I had known that we were called into the ministry since I was 12. And here I was in my in my uh, late 40s, early 50s, and it still hadn't hadn't happened at that point. And it was difficult because it was probably one of the hardest things that I had to learn through that that period was just plain and simple patience. But I am so thankful that I did because it it. I realized that that I had focused my life only on the ministry aspect or my idea of what the ministry aspect was supposed to be. And Father took me through this place where I realized my only ministry is really to him. And that's it. Everything else flows out of that place. And once I set that my mind and my heart to that place where my ministry was him, then everything else began to fall into place. And, and I didn't even have to really try to do anything. Father brought things about. And, uh, and, and truth is, is it's still true with us. We, we're not trying to build a ministry. The ministry is growing because the, the, the Lord is building the house. And remember the scripture, the old scripture that says, you know, uh, if the, unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor, labor in vain. So I'm thankful the Lord is building this house because then the things that I do are not being done in vain. Anyway, a little bit of a rabbit trail there, but but I, I know that the, that dark night of the soul can be very difficult. But in that place, Father took me to where he began to draw me to minister to him. And everything changed. Everything changed inside of me. And, and I realized that the most important part of my day, the most important part of all of this was, was being that, that with him. And then when he took me into the secret place, oh Lord, mm, when he took me into the secret place and he told me that day that I did not have to leave the secret place because the secret place was inside of me. And I realized that I could walk in that place every single day. Man, you guys have, many of you that have been with me for a while have heard me of these stories, but just let me tell you, it's it's been absolutely awesome, and I want to get into this. I don't want to I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about all that. Although I'm, you can tell, I'm already excited about it because there's just so much there of when the Lord took took me into the secret place. So as I began to dig into this, I always knew that there was something that was a little bit different because you know if you stop to think about it, the the scripture itself says, "Your word is a lamp for my feet," and a light for my path. So I never really caught the conjunction there between the two of those. You know, it doesn't say your word is a lamp for my feet, comma, a light for my path, which would actually change the flow of this a little bit because it's it's saying that the lamp and the light are part of one and the same. But this says and in the middle of it. So it's really talking about two different aspects of the word that we're talking about here. Now, I, I love this because as I began to dig into this, Father began to open up a door of an understanding that just really, really began to mess with me a lot. And I'm going to open up my tefillin here because uh, I want to look at this. Because the first word here, the Hebrew word ner, uh, which is the, the actually the Hebrew word for uh, lamp, uh, is is spelt is spelt nun and resh. Now, in these eight facets of each one of these Hebrew letters that we're walking through in Psalm 119, the beginning of every sentence begins with that living letter that we're going through. Hence the reason why this one starts with the nun. 
And the Hebrew word ner there actually speaks about the place of a lamp or a light, but it's it's a little bit more than that. It uh, it actually means to glisten, like a like a lamp, a light, or a burner. But that's not the root word. That's the noun. The root word of this is actually a verb, which is an an action word, which means it's doing something right. And the 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 Hebrew word there is near, n e e r, and it it speaks of the idea of through the idea of a gleam, of a fresh furrow. Or like when a when a when a farmer is is tilling a row. So when you when a farmer tills a row, you know, of course they've got the the implement that that digs down into the uh, into the ground and begins to furrow up a place where it it builds mounds on either side, and the trough that goes down through the center of that area. And of course, many times the uh, depending upon the plant, it's built up on those hills that are formed, and the and the and the uh, the lower part is is actually the in between between the two the two different rows there and as it piles up then you're able to plant your your plants there but there's a there's a gleam and a glisten as a matter of fact the the picture that I got as I was looking at this was this place of a of a furrow that had been dug and it had been actually sitting there a, a, a day but you walk in the next morning and all of a sudden you've got this dew that's gleaming and glistening over the tops of these freshly cut furrows and so it opens up a whole new aspect of this, because this, again, this is the Hebrew word for lamp here. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And it hit me because I began to see this place where when, when the word of God is not only just an illumination, there is a process that that as we begin to as we begin to see this, this, this glistening of this of this brand new furrow. It's speaking of the place where seed can be planted. You following me? So it's more than just a lamp. It's actually laying down of a seed that allows that seed to then be watered and grow. Because as we process through this, and as this this ground begins to grow and begin to produce, those seeds that we lay down today become the abundance of those things that we need ahead. Are you following me? Now, I love this because, because one of the things that I I talk about a lot is this, and the Lord gave me this this statement. I was talking to a buddy of mine, and he he began to speak, or we we began to speak about something, and this just boiled up out of my spirit. And that was this, that the, the, the intent of the heart forms the matrix that the words of the mouth have the ability to develop and grow with. And what I was seeing was this place where the intent of the heart is not only just like the ground, like the freshly furrowed ground, because that can be seen actually as a matrix. You know, the word matrix is also the same term that is many times used for a womb. And so the seed being planted inside of the womb. And and then, of course, the beginning of new life that comes from this place. So both are true, just looking at it from two totally different aspects. But so the seed and the matrix work together as as the intent of the heart itself. So the the seed is just as important as the matrix itself, as the, the freshly tilled ground itself. Think about the parable of the sower. Remember? where some through some of the seed was thrown and it was it was thrown on the wayside or on the road and the path and the birds of the air came and plucked it up and then the next one was that that it fell amongst rocks and those rocks would allow the the, the plant to grow quickly because it was able to grab a hold of some soil but because the rocks weren't were not removed because the hindrances weren't removed because there wasn't some some taking a little bit extra time to get rid of those rocks then those those plants would begin to grow quickly but then all of a sudden die because of the heat of the sun because they weren't able to get deep enough to be able to get a hold of the water and they would they would starve quickly and then of course remember some fell amongst the thorns and the thistles or the cares of the world that grew up along with it and choked it out because the the cares of the world seemed to many times overwhelm the, uh, the, the actual growth of, of a planted seed. But then some fell on good ground. Some of that seed fell in the place where 
it was it was completely be- beautifully furrowed up and there were no rocks there were no there were no uh cares of this world if you will there were no thorns and thistles there that were stopping it to grow and it began to produce fruit and it says the scripture there says some 30 some 60 and some 100 fold i'm not going to get into the 30 60 100 fold in here right now because that's a whole nother ball game and not the place where the lord's wanting me to speak about right now i'm talking about the place where his word is a place where we can receive the seed of the Father. And as we return that word back to him, we are just like the scripture says, where it says that that um, I will give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, right? Seed to the sower, the, the seed of the word of the Lord comes into me. And then I take that word of the Lord and I begin to sow that word of the Lord into my life. I begin to speak that word of the Lord into my life. And what does it do? It begins to grow and produce fruit so that that, that what? Now there is even more seed I can pluck from that that the Father has given me and, and then plant even more seed. I love it. I love it even additionally, because then others can come into the field and pluck from the field that I have pluck from the field of the word of the Lord that he has spoken to you. And and they take that seed, they take it home. Some of it they may eat, but some of it they may plant. And now the word of the Lord begins to propagate amongst all of us. Again, it's 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 Paul talks about this where he talks about every joint supplies. So as as father began to open this up, it, it started to really make sense. That, Father, your word is a lamp, but it's also a place where it's provision. It's provision for my day. One of the things that I've talked about a lot is this place of of what is your word for me to do today? For years, I was wrapped up into the perspective of how am I going to worry about tomorrow? What am I going to do about this? How am I going to handle that? And all of my focus was on worrying about tomorrow or being able to, uh, if you will, get to that place where I was was doing the will of the Lord, or at least my perspective of what I thought the will of the Lord was for my life. And and, and so it's, I spent a lot of time dealing that with, with that. And then the Lord began to show me, wait a minute, the past, the present, and the future to the Father are all wrapped up together in one thing, and it's called the moment of now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So now is the place that I am I'm beginning to speak from, just like now is the place where I begin to plant that seed. Why? Because your word is a lamp. That lamp being that, that the glistening of that, that brand new furrow that brand new place where I can place the seed out of the intent of my heart. There's so much that goes to this, and I'm my brain's going about a, a million miles a minute because I, I can see all kinds of different ways that I could go with this, but let me stick with this for right now. But the second part of this says, and a light for my path. The Hebrew word for light there is the Hebrew word va'or, which, which the light is the and part. And is when you see a vav in front of a, of a Hebrew word, it, it, it usually translates as and. So that's where the word and comes between the two. And or here is Aleph, Vav, and Resh. You know what? Hold on. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me go back just a little bit because um, before I get to this part of this, because I don't want to miss this. Your word is a lamp. I, I spoke a pretty heavily about lamp, but I didn't speak that, that heavily about feet. And I want to take a few moments to talk about the Hebrew word for feet there. The root word of that word feet there is the Hebrew word regel, and it's resh, gimel, and lamed. Now, the living letter resh usually translates or is, it's one of its most literal meanings, means top or first or the beginning. Now, we, we are right now at the completion of what what's called in the in in the Hebrew calendar the ten the ten days of awe, and that began just a, about a week ago with Rosh Hashanah, and Rosh Hashanah literally means the head of the new year, and so it's the beginning of the new year. Today, today, right now, starting at six p.m. last night, and we'll end at six p.m. or yeah, six p.m. to to tonight, is we're currently in Yom Kippur. 
Now, Yom Kippur is known as the Day of Atonement. And, and the 10 days of awe really are a time in, in the Hebrew calendar where they, it's, it's the place of teshuva. Now, teshuva is the Hebrew word for repentance or turning away from or turning back from. So in other words, it's that time of the year where the, the, the Jews were called to come into a place of thinking about the things that had happened in the past year. Were there some things that they could change? Was Is there a place where Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh, could begin to reveal to them the place where maybe those choices that they made last year were not necessarily the right ones, and that there was a better way of doing that? Uh, or maybe there were some things that happened during that year where there was there was a need for repentance and a turning away. And that's that's really what the Hebrew perspective of repentance is about. It's not just repenting by asking and for forgiveness alone. No, repentance means to turn away from, to literally change directions, if you will. Remember how I tell you guys about, about one of the ways that that I do, if 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 the if I if there's a there's a thought that strikes my mind or my heart that really begins to irk me, or if I feel like it's the wrong thought and something that I don't need to go down or that I don't need to think about, I have literally found myself, I, and, I, and I do this on purpose, because the moment I do, I will change my the direction of my face. I will change the direction. Of, I will do something different outwardly as a, as a way of expression of an inward place of saying, uh-uh, I'm not going to spend my time thinking about this. Boom, I'm going to choose to look a different way on purpose. And that's the heart about teshuva and about repentance. So uh, uh, that kind of talks about where we're at. So I think it's, it's, it's very fitting that we're talking about the living letter nun, especially as it applies to Psalm 119. Because one of the things I haven't mentioned to you guys yet, for those of you that are new and that, that don't really know much about the Hebrew living letters, one of the most literal translations of Nun, as Andy had said before class start, started, is actually fish. And it's, it's funny because I thought, fish? Well, the next living letter that's, that's prior to Nun is Mem, and, and, uh, and it means water. And one day it finally hit me. It took me a while, actually. But it, one day it finally hit me, fish, walk. In him I live and move and have my being. Now, that made sense. Because if I'm a fish, because one of the other literal translations of the living letter Nun isn't just fish. It also means son, king, heir, priest. It's speaking about who we are. Do you see this? And so I'm a son. I'm like a fish living in the waters of my father. And finally, that scripture made sense about in him I live and move and have my being because everything a fish needs is found in the water. It's oxygen. It's food. It's shelter. Everything. It's ability to be able to travel and travel quickly. Yeah, I know a fish got fins and, and they got all those things that make them. But I love the fact that, that, that in the middle of the ocean, we've got these, these uh, currents that you can that a fish can get into and be catapulted thousands of miles away in a very quick time. Talk, there's a jet stream inside of the, of the water itself, and boom, you can take off. Just watch Finding Nemo. I'm not going to get into it right now, but those of you that have been around, you heard me talk about this. Just watch Finding Nemo and the turtle, and you'll get the description of what I'm talking about here, okay? That's that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, but it, 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 as, uh, in, as it applies to here, this uh, it's it's speaking about who we are, and the Hebrew word for feet here, like I said, is the Hebrew word regel, resh, top, most important, that sort of thing. It also means to be separated unto holiness. Uh, gimel, gimel is the middle letter here in regel. Gimel speaks about uh, the camel. That's one of its most literal translations, but it means more than that. Uh, and don't don't always wrap it up into one thing like camel because it by by implication gimel also refers to the legs. Why? And actually refers to the feet. If you really look at a gimel closely, it it looks like a foot. And so you see the 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 heel of the foot. You see the bottom where the the two pieces are together, and then you see. Where the vav comes up and, and goes over, there's the ball of your foot. Right there, your toes would be right above the upper part of, of, the, of the, the yod on, on Gimel. And uh, 
And so it's it's uh, it speaks about that place of foot. And it and what it's talking about really is the journey. And what is the gimel carrying? What does the camel carry? Well, the camel carries treasure. And it, and it carries treasure where it's taking wares from one place to another and selling those wares and then taking the, the, that which is received from those wares, the, the abundance that's received, and then takes it back home so that it can be used. And so it speaks about the, uh, uh, it speaks about the, 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 the journey of the supply of heaven. Now, it's funny because we just got done talking about this this place of us being this, the the carrier or the the fact that we can sow the seed in the in the freshly cut furrow, because one of the ways that Father gave me uh, about Gimel had to do with this. Gimel says that the carrier of the seed contains the seed. Now that is a really deep deep statement, and one that you could probably take a good bit of time and meditate on, and the Lord will begin to show you some really good depths. I don't have time to get into it right now, but write this down. And if it's and as the Lord leads you to go back over this, that the carrier of the seed contains the seed. In other words, that the seed of the truth of the father has already is already inside of us. Even though we may be going through difficulties, it's already inside of us. And that can apply in multiple different ways. So uh, Gimel, again, talking about the, the journey of the supply. And Lamed, which is the final letter of Ragel, speaks about that place of learning and teaching. It's, you know, to me, the, the, any time that I talk about Lamed, especially, and I think about the learning and the teaching aspect, the picture that I see inside of my, inside of my mind and inside of my heart is I see these double doors that are leading into the heart of the Father. You see, the Hebrew word lev is the Hebrew word for heart, and it begins with the living letter lamed. And so I see myself walking into and standing not just on his heart, but in his heart, the blood of Yeshua pouring over every aspect, the top, the bottom, the, the right and the left, you know, just like the four chambers of the heart. I'm stepping into the place of his heart and the blood of Yeshua is pouring over me, uh, over the full full over every part of me. And, and not only that, but I'm, I'm feeling the very energy of his heartbeat as his heartbeats, the, the electricity that passes through his heart, the power of the Holy ghost. And I can, and I, and I'm feeling that it's coming up through my feet as it's implanted in the center of his heart. And I'm learning of him. It's like me sitting in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, if you will, it's like sitting on his lap or sitting right before the Lord where we're, where we're sitting together. Many times I see ourselves sitting, me and the Lord sitting together at a table uh, and, and we're, we're, we're right in front of each other. And we've got the, the word in front of us and we begin to talk about those things. And sometimes, sometimes it's not even the word in front of us. Sometimes it's just sit down and I have this conversation with the Lord. Say, hey, I got this stuff going on, or hey, I've got a question for you because I've got these things that I'm I'm looking at and I see some really cool aspects. What is your perspective of this, Father? I want you to teach me. As a matter of fact, I remember the day that the Lord told me that, that that and it really messed me up. So hence the reason it was just easier to come to him and say, Hey, Lord, I'm I I've got these questions. When the day he told me, he says, I want you to forget everything that anybody else has ever told you about me. I want you to forget it all because I want to teach you about me. And it was the beginning of the day for me where I began there, where, where father began to show me these places where religion had set up a way that I had always seen something. And he helped me begin to tear down those perspectives so that I could see through the eyes of my father and see what it was that he was showing me. But the beautiful part about this, guys, the beautiful part about this is that is that 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 as he walks me through this, he's going to show me a perspective that that he, that I need to see. But the Lord may be taking you through the very same thing, but he may show you a completely different aspect of this than he does me. That is good. That's exactly the way it was meant to be, because each one of us has a treasure inside of us. Remember the seed I was talking about, the seed, the carrier of the, the seed contains the seed. You already contain the treasure of what the Lord has given you. 
and 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 that as we come together and have the opportunity to share which we will do as soon as this class is over for those of you that are joining on youtube please come to the live classes because this is a time for us to really engage and share the seed and share the the the, the treasure of what the father has given us inside and uh in this place then then we begin to see how important each one of our parts are to the whole each one is necessary oh lord i haven't even got i've only all i've only gotten to is is verse one so far <laughs> but I'm, I'm i'm really stirred about this today and uh so regal you know, uh, I'm going to wrap it up with this because because when I think about it from this pe- this perspective, and I and I was to break down the living letters into a sentence based on the interpretation of the letters that go along with that. You see, with a regal literally means, according to Strong's Concordance, foot, leg. Now that can be referencing God's legs, which is an anthropomorphic perspective of it. But it also speaks about seraphim, and the legs of the seraphim is the Hebrew word regel. Now, doesn't it sound to you a whole lot like the Hebrew, the, the, the English word that we call regal? The way that you walk as a as royalty? You following me? So it's it's very, very similar in this place where it's talking about the 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 way that we walk and the way that we portray ourselves and the and how we do this. So see, if you look at it break broken down by the 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 living letters, it's the the most important thing is finding the, the resh, is finding the treasure and 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 operating from that place of the treasure of what we've learned from the father's heart. Resh, Gimel, and Lamed. This, this is what he's given. Our feet are a place where we can carry uh, that place of walking to the Lord and sitting down with him. And then, and then not really even leaving his presence, just beginning to walk and do and, and speak from that place. And, and we begin to walk as royalty from that. I know I need to move on. I know I need to move on here, but uh, I'm just, I'm really stirred this morning. Your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path and a light for my path. I have sworn and I will fulfill to keep your righteous ordinances. So this is David beginning to say, I have sworn to you and I'm because of what you've shown me about about your word that I'm going to hear your word and I'm going to keep your righteous ordinances. Now, this Hebrew word ordinances for ordinances here is the Hebrew word mishpat. Mishpateka specifically, and uh, mishpat is a, a Hebrew word we've talked about before that is most of the time translated as judgments. But remember, when we're looking at judgments, the scripture says that the Father has has put before us life and death, blessings and cursings. Therefore, choose life. He gives us a challenge, tells us what the answer is, and then he says, okay, it's your choice from there. So it's not that it's not that he gives us two choices and then leaves us up to question as to which one is right and which one is not, or which path we should go down and which path we, we shouldn't. You know, where many, you know, there are many times we in when we when we don't see it from that perspective, then that's exactly what we look at. Well, I don't know what the I don't know where I'm supposed to go. I'm not sure what the word of the Lord is. But the truth is, is that the word of the Lord gives us the two choices and then gives us the answer right behind it. Therefore, choose life. So judgment comes not because the Lord is saying that I must judge you because you sinned. The judgment comes because he gave us the choices and told us which one to choose. We judge. We, in other words, in other words, our choice makes the judgment and determines the judgment from that. Do you get where I'm going here? Our choices determine the judgment. Now, I know this is not necessarily a popular way of discussing this, but it's important that we understand this because the 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 the, the truth is is that the Father has given us all things that we need that pertain unto life and godliness. 
And and many times we turn around and blame God. Well, the, the the we're being judged because of this and that and the other thing. How am I supposed to get out of this? When the word itself is very clear, when the, the word of the Lord is very clear, that, that he says, I'm here. Live in this place of being in my heart. Come to me. I love you so much that I want you to love me in, in return and, and, and spend time with my word. Spend time with me. Spend time as we, we talk to one another. And, and, and in from that place, then, then we, we're able to know the path. The sheep know his voice. We know the sound of it. Sons know the sound of our father's voice. And we, we can walk in that. We can walk in a place of confidence. Now, I know for me, it took me. There was a journey of me walking to that place. And I'm still on that journey. Don't get me wrong. I'm still on that journey. I'm not arrived by no means. There's, I'm still on that journey of learning that place, but I know the sound of his voice. I know it because the peace inside of my heart. And that's what, that's that, that to me, that's helped me more than anything. When I don't feel the peace in my heart, the peace of the Lord inside of my heart, there's my, there's my clue of judgment right there. If I don't feel the peace, then I need to turn back around and go the other way, because that is not the, the path I want to go. I never want to step out from that place of being on it, being in his peace. You, remember, you guys remember how I talked about this before. When he took me into his peace, I grabbed a hold and I said, I will not let go, right? Just like when he took me into his goodness and I said, I'm not going to let go. I may be learning about it, but now that I've seen just a glimpse of this, I'm going to grab a hold and I'm not going to let go. So David is saying this, I'm, I'm going to, I have sworn and I will fulfill to keep your righteous ordinances, your judgments. I'm exceedingly afflicted. Oh God, preserve me in accordance with your, with your word. Please accept with favor the offerings of my mouth and teach me, oh God, your ordinances. And please accept, Father, the, the words that I have to say, the words that are coming out of my mouth. Matter of fact, the uh, the sages say this. Uh, where is it? Come on. The prayers and the praises that I have uttered in the spirit of devotion. That time where I've I've prayed and and I've 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 called out to you, Father. Let those words be, and let them be offerings to you, O Lord, O God, and teach me your ordinances. Now that word ordinances there. We've talked a good bit about as well, but again, that's, that has to do with the uh, the word that we were talking about earlier. It's the Hebrew word mishpat. All right, so uh, teach me those teach me those judgments. That's you know, I know there's a lot of argument in in particularly in the New Testament church. With regards to the fact that 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 we're not held by the law, and you want to know the truth, even from a Jewish perspective, uh, that that even a Jew would tell us as Gentiles uh, that uh, that we're not held by the same law that they are. They're held to a, another standard. Now, whether or not there, there's a lot more that goes into that, but I, I just I I'll, I'll I'll say it like that. And I know that that the uh, the, the New Testament even says that we are no longer under law, but under grace. And I agree with that 1,000%. We are not under law, but under grace. However, the word of Yahweh is eternal. And so there's a, there's a place where I can dig and learn about the, the words and, the, and even the law itself and find the place of where the, the Father is giving us his loving instruction. You see, even to a Jew, uh, the commandments are known as the loving instruction of a father. So if you, if you go to the picture and, and you think about the, uh, a, a father and, and or a mother, either one in this case, who loves their children so much that they're, they're, they're teaching them the right way to go in something. And so there are choices that a child makes that they're all completely based on the, on their, their own flesh, because, you know, as a child, when a child's small, they're immature and they're, they're learning through this place of, of realizing that not every time they cry out for mommy or daddy to give, 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 are mommy and daddy going to give there's there, as they grow older, there's a place where they begin to learn responsibility and the other parts that are connected to that. 
So we begin to teach our children. We begin to teach our children responsibility that they're that 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 as they get older, they're going to have to work to be able to get the, the to get the, the 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 funds or the finances or or the things that they need to be able to to live and grow from. And and so we we walk them through the teaching of that responsibility. Many cases we have to lay down the law. We have to set things in in order for them and say you can do this, but you cannot do this, right? But, and of course, as a child, it's like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, we're like, uh, as, as kids, we're like, you're just mean to me. You don't, you don't love me. Da, da. You know, you, I think all, all, all of us who have been parents know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, it's funny because I remember, I remember saying those words when I was a kid. And then when I, as I got older and I began to have, Michelle and I had our daughter and, and we, we, so we began to see that other aspect of mom and dad that, you know what, maybe dad was be was, was a little bit uh, uh, of a, of a disciplinarian, but father, thank you for saving my life in those times, even though I hated it during those times, father, thank you for saving my life because it kept me from doing things that I, I, uh, I, I could have easily fallen into being allowed to go out on my own devices. And, and, I, and I think about that. When I, when I look at it from that perspective, I don't see the commandments. I don't see the laws as being that, that like a, a, a right or wrong. I've got to do this and you can't do this. And da, da, da. No, it's the loving instruction of my father. And so I want to dig into those. I want to, I want to understand them because I want to dig into them and find the life that is still there. It's not an Old Testament. It's not a dead Testament. The Old Testament is not a dead. The word of the Lord just builds one upon the other, and it grows from there. Both the Old and the New Testament are very, very vital in understanding the fullness. Matter of fact, if you want to see what the finishing is going to look like, you got to go to the beginning. How many times have we heard that? You have to go back to the beginning and see that place. And what was the intent of the heart of the Lord? What was his intent for us? And then we begin to see how, just like a loving parent, he teaches us and he causes us to learn. And he takes us to that place where we become mature and he sees that we're ready for love. That's actually a scripture in Isaiah that speaks about that. It talks about Israel where it was thrown, as, thrown out as a baby. And, and the Lord came by, picked, her, picked up the child and began to take care of it, rubbed salt in its wounds. In other words, healed its wounds. And then it began to grow and it began to mature. And it came to a place where it was ready for love, where it was time for the, 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 the maturity to move to a whole nother level. See, that's what we're talking about. See, this is the place where the father has us right now. He's moving us into this place of, of he is looking at us and he sees that we are ready for this uh, another. There's a new eon. There's a new place that he's moving us into. And that being of the, of the intimacy and the depth of, of, of understanding. Oh, I'll stop right there with that. But just he's taking us into a very intimate and deep place. And I'm so thankful for that. So teach me your ordinances. My life is constantly in my hand. Now, I find it interesting that in verse 109, where it talks about my life is constantly in my hand there, the Hebrew word for my life is the Hebrew word nefesh. Now, in Hebrew, uh, some may, may translate nefesh as soul, but, I mean, excuse me, in English, some may translate the word nefesh as whole. In Hebrew, nefesh is one of only five levels of soul. And, and, and so, and, and in this, I, I don't like using the word levels here, uh, five perspectives of the soul is probably a better way of putting it. Um, and nefesh is that place where it's the animal part of us. It's the, it's the fleshly uh, part of us. In other words, it's the part that needs food. It's the part that, that needs to, to be able to, to live in a home and where we're safe, we're dry, where we're, we're able to, to grow and, and to be able to do things. So it's taking care of the, the base needs that we need because we're living here right now on the earth. And that's what David is saying here. My life is constantly in my hand. Because those things are the things that that where we we need to think about because we're, our bodies do need to to be able to have 
sustenance and so on. Uh, and they're they're partly and they're part of our choices. Uh, but the truth is is that the, the the other level or the other perspectives of soul are nefesh, ruach, neshima, chaya, and yechida. Don't worry about that. That's a, that's another whole deep class that we could get into later on. But let's just say that that nefesh is that 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 animal instinct part of us. Neshima, ruach means breath, and ruach like ruach. Hakodesh is speaking about that place of us of of us receiving the breath of the Lord and breathing back to Him. I love I, that's why I love so much the Yod Hey Vav Hey, the Yod Hey, the breath of my Father breathing into me. The Vav Hey, Vav is the living letter that represents man, and so the Vav Hey, us breathing back into the Father. So as we receive His breath, we return His breath back to Him. And he receives our breath. So it's this constant flow of in and out. As he breathes out, I breathe in. And as I breathe out, he breathes in. See, that, that's yod Hey vav Hey to me. And it's the intimacy of the sharing of the depth of that, that, that where he says, this is what I see. This is the intent of my heart. This is my name. But this is the intent of my heart seen in the middle of my name is my connection with you and how our breath exchanges back and forth. Oh, so my life is constantly in my hand, but I did not forget your Torah. I remembered your breath. I remembered your word. I remembered that your word that you spoke over me. And that was the breath that I drew in. That was the breath that was giving my mortal body life. My, my nephish, my, my physical animal, if you will, physical body itself, it was, get, it was bringing light. And remember the scripture says about, and Yeshua said this, I believe, or was it Paul? I think it was Paul, but he was referencing this, where if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, he will quicken your mortal body. And it's funny, the Hebrew word for quicken there is chaya, which is one of those five perspectives, nephish, ruach, neshema. Chaya and Yahida. So it's one of those, those aspects of the of the soul there in Hebrew. Oh Borabaka, I did not forget your, your Torah. The wicked laid a snare for me. So I love this because David goes in from talking about his life and how he has a life in his uh, the 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 my life is in constantly in my hand but I did not forget your Torah. And then he begins to look to the outside of him. He says, the wicked laid a snare for me, but I did not stray from your precepts. So, you know, and, and to truth be told, if we look at our lives, there are two things that, that, that can happen to us. They're by our own choosing or things that happen to us that are not by our own choosing. Now, I, I would love to get into this a little more, but we don't have time to today. But even from there's a there's a Hebrew mindset and a and a and and really a, a an understanding that as a Western church, well, uh, let me just say me for many years for me that I did not see this. I don't want I don't want to delineate anything else. I'll judge myself before I'll judge anybody or anybody or anything else. Okay, uh, that in for me, I if something happened to me. I had an opportunity to be able to blame someone else. And I did not necessarily have to take responsibility over those things that happened to me in myself. And the truth is, is there is a, a perspective of that that is correct. I, I may not can control those things that happen to me, but there is one thing that I can control, and that is my response to them. And so in that place, even the things that happen to me, I need to take a responsibility for by taking the responsibility to being able to express the heart of the Lord in those things. that. I, in other words, I have a responsibility of the way I respond. You know, I love that. Charles Stanley years ago said this. He said, uh, life is 10% uh, what happened to us, 10% of what happens to us. And ninety percent of ninety percent of our response to it, and he's absolutely correct. 
And that's what this is talking about right here. The wicked may have laid a stare for me, but I did not stray from your precepts. I kept those things that you taught me in those mishpat, in those in those those places where you you showed me your judgments, you showed me the places of the right path to go. You see, the word precepts here speaks about that that understanding of the of the way that we walk in something, and and so it's it's uh, it's. Help me out here, Holy Spirit. It's uh, it's kind of like the lessons learned from the the things that we hear when 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 the Lord says, "Okay, be careful here because there's there's some issues here," you know, or the or the the Scripture says, you know, "Do not kill." All right, I, I'm going to use a commandment. Well, there's obvious reasons because it's it's diminishing life of someone else, and and uh, uh, not only that, but it's it's Anyway, you get the idea behind all that. Precepts, maybe I maybe I was a little bit too too far out there. Precepts would be more a little bit more along the lines of our daily walk of life as he teaches us through his word, through the commands, through those places, the 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 proper path that we should take. Okay. There you go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The wicked may have laid a snare for me, but I didn't stray from the things that you taught me. I didn't let their snares snag me or did I didn't let them didn't let them uh 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 yeah let's just leave it like that I didn't let their snare snag me I have taken your testimonies as my in, eternal heritage for they are the, are the joy of my heart oh you guys know that we've been talking about edotecha which is the Hebrew word for witnesses ed specifically is the Hebrew word for witness and ed speaks about the place of ayin the revelation, being able to see through the eyes of the Lord. And Dalet is the door, but it's it's more than just a door and a portal. It's the door of choice. For me, one of the ways that I've always seen the living letter Dalet is the door of choice. So in other words, when I come to a door, I have a choice. Do I walk out of that door or do I stay on this side of it? What do I let in the door or what do I, what do I let out of the door? And I call it the first letter of choice. Because this is where it teaches me the two different aspects, the two different, if you will, realms or dimensions that I can go into based on a choice. And so the, the witnesses says that as I see through your eyes, Father, I walk in the path that you where you have laid a, a, a door or a portal before me, and I've chose to follow your word, and it takes me into a whole nother realm and a whole nother dimension in you. It takes me to a place that it's it's like, well, I, I could have never imagined by me taking this step that you would have taken me to where I am right now. Those things become witnesses. They become testimonies. They become a place where, where I can say, no, I know what the word of the Lord is because he showed me this here. And, and this is a testimony before me that I know that, that as I followed his word, he took me into this place that I could have never imagined that I could have been in before. Those have become an eternal heritage for me. They're, they're a heritage for myself. They're a heritage for my family. They're a legacy that can be passed down from generation to generation to generation. And they are the joy of my heart. Why? Because all I have to do is stop and think about those times that you've taken me into this new place. You've taken me and shown me something that I never imagined could ever be possible. And, and I love this because, huh, you know, there are things, we, we learned about this last week or the week before, I can't remember which. But remember we talked about how there are things that even in this world, that there can be a fulfillment of, of, the, of the desires of the heart from the perspective of this world. But of the word, of the Father, of him that that it's 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 almost as if we will we're always in the place of knowing that there's more the father goes beyond our comprehension and I, I don't know if, if I, I hope i hope this is making sense because there is a fulfillment in my heart in knowing that i'm following after the lord but the more i learn let me say it this way the more i learn about him the more i realize how little i know and the more that i realize how much more i want to know and I, I'm thankful for that because in every day, it's a new place and a new journey. It's a new revelation, a new understanding. It's a, it's a new 
if you will, heritage that's being passed on. It's a new treasure that comes before me. And, and those treasures are endless. They're endless. So thank you, Father, for that place where, yes, I'm satisfied by your word and I'm my, my heart is fulfilled in the place of your word. But at the same time, there's always a place of me knowing that there's more. So I want to keep going. And that's what this is talking about. Your, t- your testimonies are my eternal heritage, for they are the joy of my heart. I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever to the utmost. I have chosen and inclined and out of the intent of my heart. I am setting, that's what this is saying. I am setting the intent of my heart to perform those things, to do those things that I know that you have called me to do forever to the utmost. Now, I always want to make sure that you understand this because see, there's two sides to this when I talk about doing things for the Lord. Remember that it's it's not it's not in the doing of something that brings us fulfillment. I know I know it seems like I'm I'm contradicting myself, but I'm not. In other words, if I do something for the sake of doing something, that doesn't bring fulfillment. If I'm doing something because I love my father, if I do something for my wife because I love my wife, those things are fulfilling. Those things are the, are the things that that begin to uh, uh, to, to show my love back to my father, back to my wife, back to my daughter, back to you guys is in that place where, because the intent of my heart is to, is to do those things, but not out of necessity, out of love and out of the, the pureness of the heart in love. So father, I want to thank you today. I know that I've probably gone on a, a little bit longer than I normally do, but I know you probably could, probably could probably tell I was very stirred today. So, Father, I thank you for the stirring of the heart that is going on. Father, I thank you for the perspective that and the and the and the direction that you're taking us, Father, that your word is not only just a lamp unto our feet and a place where we have a uh, where we can plant seed that's going to to bring about an abundance and a fruitfulness that throughout our entire life. And I'll I like that because I know when we think about, I hear Holy Spirit saying this, uh, I, I, when we think about the the planting of a seed, you know, we always think about seed time and harvest. And and the scripture even, even talks about that for as long as the earth is, that there will always be seed time and harvest. But there's another place in scripture where it talks about that the sower will overtake the reaper. Okay, we are in that time where the sower is beginning to overtake the reaper, that the moment it is seed, it's just a full abundance immediately. There is no time because in the father, that all the father sees is the moment of now. The past, present and future are all part of the same thing. And that is the moment of now. So so even before we've sown the seed, the abundance is already there. Scripture even talks about that, that before you even speak, I've already done it. Before you even open your mouth, it's already completed and it's already done. So, Father, I thank you that you're you're uh, beginning to open up our eyes to see this place of where we are right now. And, Father, that that as we are light, as we are your light into this earth, and as we shine your light into this earth, that, Father, that, that many will come to, to see you and to know you, and they will see the real you because they're seeing us responding to the place of you. That we're not just running out there just to get people saved, to put a check mark beside our name saying, oh, I've got a thousand people saved. No, our heart is you. Father, we want to minister to you first. We want to, we, where our heart is to minister to you. And then through our ministry to you, everything else is taken care of. Just like Zadok, who went to your face and then heard from you and then spoke from that place. Our heart is that of Zadok. Our first ministry is to you, Father. Thank you for that. Thank you for your word that helps us to, to see this place of where we are right now in the name of Yeshua. I want to thank you guys for, for being a part of this. And for those of you that are listening on YouTube, uh, uh, please join us here. The, the, there's a link below in the, in the, in the description where you can, you can come in here and join us on the, on the, uh, on the regular on the Monday, on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, you can also join into to some of the other things that we've got going on. 
Uh, I also want to tell you about a brand new school that we're starting uh, with Dr. Yana Sanders, Darla Fields, and Elizabeth Cooper, uh, and it's called Tehom. Uh, Tehom is the Hebrew word for deep. Now, if you if you get where I'm going with this, this is a deep class. Now, you don't necessarily have to know Hebrew, nor do you have to know the living letters. We will teach you along with that as we go through it, but it will be a very, very deep class. And if you'd like to be a part of that, please join us. Uh, it's going to be a power-packed year of, of deep, deep study in the Lord. And if you'd like to trade into our ministry, again, there's links at the bottom of the in the description where if you'd like to, 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 to trade into our ministry, we appreciate that. But blessings to you all, um, and, and we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Blessings and shalom.